podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. Who can tell what episode number it is? Apart from Lisa Marie, he'll probably tell me later on. Uh, well, let's stick to the tried and trusted, shall we? I am, as ever, broadcasting to you from my field in beautiful rural Ireland, and I'm still Trev Denny. I'm still joined by Lisa Marie Hanahan and Cam Branch, and we are joined by returning OG Carl Kopak, which means we have four people in the show today, uh, and it's going to be... Um, slightly more chaotic as a result no doubt with people stepping on each other's toes and being generally rude it's already started just i hate to i hate to speak outside school but just so listeners understand what i have to put up with um in my role as um um you know sort of uh podcast guest wrangler um there's been uh, bickering already ladies and gentlemen um it's uh, it's it's quite the thing. There's a lot of obviously, as you can imagine, a lot of egos on the go here with these three. Uh, so it's been difficult for me to try and keep it um, in order. That's about right. I have summed that up right, haven't I, lads? No, pretty much. Um, yes, absolutely wonderful intro to episode 326. Thank you very much. Good to see the professionalism is um, maintained in my listen, absence. God listen, knows lad. what show number it is. Brilliant, darling. Absolutely brilliant. Listen, lad, just uh, <laughs> you stick to the Sherlock, okay? I'll do the fucking football pods. Uh, if we could, Ooh. if we could. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, by the way, if it sounds occasionally like I'm sniffling, um, it's because I am sniffling. If it sounds occasionally like I'm wheezing, it's because I am wheezing. I don't have the pox. I can't infect you via the airwaves. What I have instead is allergies, and they are, let me just say it quite quite bluntly a bastard and um as a result i'm even more congested than usual the, the last raw i did i could barely breathe i listened to a couple of minutes of back just to hear if i was and yes i did sound like the most nasal man in the world it's a little bit freer today so i, I, I just apologize for the voice quality in advance and um i want to start with something that's semi-serious before i let um uh, these three lunatics start to run the asylum. Uh, and I say serious. It's actually one, one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time uh, in the form of George Carlin. And if you are interested in George Carlin's work, there's a tremendous documentary that's about to be released, uh, which is a retrospective of his career. I could only heartily recommend it. And this piece here is about three minutes long. I make no apologies for that. It's something that I think quite a lot of people need to hear. Uh in which it's just a sad, I think, state of affairs that we need a stand-up comedian to talk to us about common sense. Um, you know, it never ceases to amaze me how many people can um, berate uh, Tories in one breath and then nod 
uh, assentingly to whatever nonsense the same channel uh, who is being sponsored by said Tories uh, is churning out on the other topic. So it's a bit weird, I have to say. I think Carlin is absolutely spot on here in the sentiment. And of course, it's it's Yank centric. So please, Lisa Marie, don't think that it's uh, me talking about America. Uh, he's talking. He is. George is talking about states, but it's wow. Is it ever a global phenomenon now more than ever, uh, as they liked to start saying on all the adverts over the last couple of years. So here we go with this little piece from Carlin. Um, feel free to not comment or to comment afterwards if you want. Um, but I just wanted to get this out there and get it on the airwaves. And then we will go around to all of you for your own intros and get our show started in the traditional fashion. Here we go. Here's George. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that will never, ever ever be fixed it's never going to get any better don't look for it be happy with what you got because the owners of this country don't want that i'm talking about the real owners now the real owners the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions forget the politicians the politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice you don't you have no choice you have owners they own you they own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hardworking people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hardworking people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on. The fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. 
It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. Well, if that doesn't hit you right between the eyes, I don't know what to do for you. Super. Young Kopak, you've been away for a while, my friend. Um, it's great to have you back in the loop. Uh, how are things and what are you starting our show with? Uh, well, firstly, just about, about that clip. There is, um, there's, there's a theory about the JFK assassination that people, that the people in big oil um, decided to kill him. Not the CIA, not Cuba, not you know that sort of thing. Everything like that. It was decided by big business, and that may not be the case, but it's hardly outside the realms of possibility, is it? And, no. And the fact that people think that is like you know literally a boardroom decided to we kill the presidents or not. So you know because we're losing money in the in the war. It it, it elevates um, the conversation around. Um, Oh, crazy. I know you guys often slag me off about like crazy conspiracy theories and lizards and all the rest of it. And you know, surely that most of it I uh, am firmly tongue in cheek about. But, you know, there is a conversation to be had around things like this as well. And it's nice to see that sometimes in some ways it's breaking through a little bit. And uh, no better man than George to put that uh, out there if you were looking for that type of polemic comedy. yeah, fair point. Uh, you like it's been a while, Carl. Uh, it's been a while. There were rumors. Ned were speaking about conspiracy theories. There were rumors that you would actually join the cult. Is that was that correct? Uh, very much my own cult. Okay, I see. The, the, the see. cult of Kopak. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I opened up a Norfolk sort of happening area. Yeah. Um, and tried to recruit disciples. Um, so it's. It's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> what has Norfolk done to you over this period of time? Because so, you've been living there pretty much since uh, we last spoke. Um, have you found it's mellowed you out? Have you started uh, rolling your oars no. a bit? Like, what's going no, on? No, no, I, can't, I, 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 can't, I can't do the accent, no. And uh, I can't do a Suffolk accent either. I just, I just, you pick up the off thing, but... Yeah. Um, no, no, it's... Um, uh, my old boss used to say say things like, uh, "Best you attend." I said, "No, you you should go to that." No, best you attend that, Carl. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm only picking up things like this, but no, it's lovely. It's a beautiful place. Um, yeah. It's remote, I would say that, but I quite like a bit of remoteness to be honest. So it's it's, it's, it's all very pleasant. Excellent. Not the easiest place to get to Liverpool too, but <laughs> you know. no, no. But no. but, uh, but I, I do have an opening quote, and um, it's an unusual one. And it's this. Four is a number, numeral and digit. It is the natural number following three and preceding five. It is the smallest composite number and is considered unlucky in many East Asian cultures. Four is the smallest composite number, its proper divisors being one and two. Four is the smallest squared prime, brackets P2, squared, sorry, and close brackets, and the only even number in this form. Four is also the only one square more than the prime number. A number of is a multiple of four if its last two digits are a multiple of four. For example, 1092 is a multiple of four because 92 equals four times 23. I could go on, Trev, but I think I've made my point there. I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. Your point is um, eminently is clear. Yeah I, yeah, I was just going to say, is this something to do with? Is this something to do with the number of personnel on the show? And you're just trying to point out the wonders of four. Uh, because the Beatles and Ramones. Yeah. Um, the Beatles. 
well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually wearing a Ramones t-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, four's just a great number. Virtual four called turn around. It's which actually, which ironically is mostly in the Ramones songs, but yeah, four, I'm a big fan of number four this week, Travis. I was, uh, as you were talking, I was desperately seeing if there was some uh, symbolic or occult association with number four that I could counter with, and there is none. Uh, it is an angel number, apparently, but all, aren't they all? Uh, we're going to go to Brainchie last. Three members in Genesis, I'll just say that. Three which, members which, of Genesis. There are three members in Genesis, and uh, that should tell you all you need to know. Yes, exactly. Uh, about numbers uh we go to Brenchy last because he's got some mean stuff that he wants to direct towards lisa marie so we'll have to go to lisa marie next so that she can at least get her intro in before Brenchy upsets her so we should do that lisa marie how are you what was your week like and uh, what have you got to open us up with well first of all it's been a lovely week because i am currently from now for the next 34 days the mother of only one teenager so anyway um, Ooh. Ooh. well, well, oldest child turned 20, youngest child won't turn 13 until June. So yes. So currently I only have one. Oh, I see. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, well I'm splitting you. hairs, but you know what? I'm hanging on to it. Yeah. 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 Make <laughs> and, it work. And more importantly, I will never be the mother of three teenagers. There you go. So yeah. Um, now, I don't have a quote per se, but uh, just a little wisdom or knowledge I want to share that, um, Trevor, you you inspired this I because tend to, yeah. of yes, I know because <laughs> of the name or the title wow. that you put on the latest episode of Raw. Oh yeah, the song Jolene, which yes. no, I am not going to sing. Um, okay. has been stuck in my head. So now you're going to quote you're going to quote some Dolly Atlas, yes? I am gonna well, I'm gonna quote some just a couple because I was kind of like yeah, it's one of those songs that I've like heard all my life, but. Really wasn't sure how old it is. Um, it was written and recorded in 1973. So, uh, yes. And um, Dolly Parton wrote it. Um, she wrote most of her songs. Also, she wrote it the same day that she wrote the big hit that we will all remember from the early 90s, I Will Always Love You. So she wrote both songs on the same day. Um, and according to Parton, the the song was inspired by a redheaded bank clerk who flirted with her husband, Carl Dean, at the local bank branch around the time they were newly married. So, not per se a true story, but it is inspired. Um, it's it's hard to say. It wasn't proper. <laughs> <laughs> and it was ranked uh, in 2004, Rolling Stone ranked the 500 greatest songs of all time, and it ranked number 217. So, nice just a couple facts. Yeah. And Nice one. Yes, thank you, thank you, Trevor, for getting that song stuck in my head. Yeah, it 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 is quite the earworm, if we're being honest. Um, but when you have actually seen a Joel Lean, uh, what do you expect me to do? Uh, so, I yeah. know it was yeah. actually a very clever title. I I will give you that. But anyway. Yeah, and 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 the bonus of a bit of Dolly as well. Great stuff. Thank you for that, Lisa Marie. And uh, I can only tell you to brace yourself wherever the hell brain she has in store for you now. Cam. Um, <laughs> Another yes. another good week for you, lad. Another good week for you. Another nice day out for you, uh, uh, to <laughs> say the least. Uh, and um, you know, you, I was I was warmly looking forward to talking to you about all those kind of experiences on the show. You have obviously tainted your entire uh, um, 
uh, legacy with this uh, coke and milk nonsense. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Don't worry. We'll oh, we will come to it. Don't, <laughs> yes, no, 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 no. I'm yes, afraid. I'm afraid that's that's absolutely not a, a topic for you to drive. We will come to it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, no, no. Trust me. I will come to it. <sighs> Something tells me this is what figures in my torture that is coming up. Oh, perhaps. Appropriate word there. Perhaps. <laughs> off you go, off you go, brother. What have you got for us to well, start? Well, firstly, um, it's a famous birthday today, so I've got right. some quotes from said famous person. Um, let's see if anybody can figure out who I'm on about. So, first quote is: "I only really watch sport." That's where you really, where you see real joy. I don't like watching much else on TV because it's generally either twisted or sad. Another quote: "I'm a big salsa fan," which is a big clue. If I can join Paul with FIFA, sorry, Paul Potts. Pop Pot. Yeah. No, well, no, 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 not Pop Pot. Not today. Not today. Um, if I can join hands with FIFA and other continental bodies to promote football globally, then I can do more than that to raise African football to new heights. Roger Mia. Roger Miller. Roger Miller. I'm a fantastic dancer, he said. He is. He is, and that's the answer. That was that's good. I enjoy that. Why? Why? Is, is he, is, sorry, Trevor. Is he the first person you think of when you think of that Cameroon side? A hundred percent, he is. He's not. But I never mentioned Cameroon though at all, did I? No, no. no just no. generally, yeah. He's the only person I'd think of as well. Who? Who do you think uh, of? I think the lad who took down Kadija and got the red card. What was oh. he called? Oh, I want to look it up. I know this. Damn it! It was a proper scissor kick, kick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually not him so much. It's the one who misses him because he's too late. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few great lads on that team. Yeah. It something or other? No, no. There were a few great lads on that team, all right. But Mia was by far the star, obviously. And uh, I still don't know what age he is. His wiki Benjamin is... Benjamin Massing, sorry. That's Massing, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his wiki is 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 very grey area. I, I, I don't know. The, apparently, he was 41 in that final World Cup he took it. Took part in, but I, I, I just don't know what oh, what's that going on. That's what I, that's what I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if if Big Rudge has a similar thing going on like I do, where basically he's an inveterate liar when it comes to his age. You know, I just wonder if that's what's going on. Um, oh, sorry, did I say liar? I meant if he's got access to <laughs> he's got access to uh, the space time continuum. That's what I meant to fucking say. Sorry, uh, I yeah, uh, direct access to the space time continuum. He's sixty nine uh, now. He's sixty nine now, is he? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Nice. That's twenty eight years ago. Uh, Some going, isn't it? There, there's a reason. Or, 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 or thirty two, possibly. Oh, sorry. There's a reason. There's a reason why you brought Roger. No, up. there's there's no reason at all. I was just basically looking for uh, famous, famous people's birthdays. Okay. Famous sports person's birthdays, and I thought, well, um, he was the only one that really stood out. Nobody else was really, like, you know, worth mentioning. Like pretty much 99% I've never heard of. So um, he was the one. So I went with Roger. So anyway, Lisa Marie, how are you today? You're all right. Oh, oh I'm lovely, Cam. How are you? I'm good. So um as Trevor's already alluded to, there was a 
you know, I'm sure you may have, I'm sure you noticed, I'm sure you commented. Um, I posted that little picture yesterday about milk and coke and that little silly video as well. Um, how did that make you feel? Nauseated. <laughs> Nauseated. Would you say it was a form of torture? I don't know about that, but definitely nauseated. <laughs> because you said, you know, you uh, you were going on about how I couldn't torture you. So I thought, what could I do that would sort of torture you? And I, and I guess nauseating is a form of torture, really, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose. So this is all on you. Where are you going with this? You, I'm very, I'm very nervous. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. Okay. <laughs> I will say that Mr. Hendrick, I felt that he, what's the word I'm looking for, um, vindicated my position very nicely on the Daily Red podcast today. Very, very nicely. <laughs> oh, was it mentioned? Was it? Oh yes. Oh, just, but it just listen to, to the last. I don't know. Minute maybe is all. Yeah, and yes, that's that's what he closed with. I got new followers because of that. You know that. <laughs> of course you did. The world, well, I'm glad we could help you. The, the the bird app is full of fucking weirdos, Cam. What did you expect? Hey, hey, hey. Listen. <laughs> you know. People, were, people actually came out and said they drink it. Yeah, yeah but it, more came out and said that it was disgusting. That doesn't, <laughs> more came out and said it was disgusting who haven't tried it. I have difference. tried it. Of course, I will say it was a dare at a slumber party many, many years ago. But still, oh, just wait. the thought of it makes me. All right, so other people in the world do drink it, aside from me, then. Well, I, I told you that already. We I told... understand that oh, yeah. there are other weirdos out in the world. I mean, we know uh, that. Uh, other well, weirdos. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Have you met Brainy? Other weirdos and Spaniards. And and, and, and I, I'm very fond of Spaniards, but they yeah, seem the to like, like I said. A, the Spanish one is a wine and coke, isn't it? Oh. Oh, is it... No. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I looked it up. It's wine uh, and coke. Is that what Cali Mocho is? Yeah, yeah. It's like, red, wine, been, red wine and coke. Right. Well, I've been falsely maligning Spaniards then all day. I take it back, lads. Uh, and Luis uh, Garcia is looking for you with some sangria. You want to be careful. Ooh, now and, sangria. That's good stuff. That's a different. That's a whole different ball. That's game. a whole different thing. And I Listen, will drink me some sangria. I no, think, I, I quite like sangria. Cam, if you if you care to look up the Geneva Convention, you will see that it's strictly strictly forbidden for people to drink milk and coke. It's against all humanitarian rights. Uh, and hey, hey, it, Trevor, I think it may it may qualify Trevor, as war crime in and of itself. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Trevor, take yes. it up with Mama B, okay? If, and if Mama B hits you with a Zimmer frame, <laughs> yeah, 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 my conscience is clear. Oh, I know. You just your conscience is clear. You'll be vid- you'll be vid- videoing and, and cackling. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be you'd be egging her wrong. Go for it, Mama B. Get him <laughs> in the head. Uh, yeah, I know. I know the crack at this stage. Uh, we should start uh, uh, steering the ship back towards uh, football related issues. Uh, and Cam, you start us off if you would, my friend. Seeing as you uh, for sure were in the big stadium uh, for the big game. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure what Carl's status was around no, the cup no. You were there too. Yeah, I was say, uh, he was there. He sent me a lovely picture. So, so that's two, two, two of you who are actually uh, taking part in the actual occasion itself. So lots and lots that we can lean into. So I'm going to ask you both for a takeaway uh, story from the cup final because 
we've all done to death the game itself and analysed all the performances and all that kind of stuff. That's not really what we're here for. What we're here for is the sort of intangibles or the stuff in between. And um, what was if 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 I was to ask you, can you take away from the day in Wembley? You know, it's not it's not like. Uh, you haven't had a, a couple already. It's it's turning into uh, Anfield South again, which you gotta love. Uh, and 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 you know, for me, it was really heartening chatting to Jan on the show last night about how much he enjoyed the day. You know, and he, he like he always goes out of the way to say like, I wouldn't be very uh, emotional, the fella. He always says that, but he 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 said like, you know, he really got a kick out of the day, the atmosphere, everything was. Really exciting, and I think it really took him back to the the the, the heady days of the the mid to late eighties, where we were in a couple there and and, and won a couple, um, uh, two out of three, I believe. Uh, so talk to me about your takeaway. Like, what was what what was what's your your big takeaway experience from it? Was it atmosphere? Was it a particular song? Was it a particular moment? What was it? Um, the atmosphere was stunning. It was electric throughout. Um, I mean, aside from the drama with the uh, Podfather's car and um, main gags then got there about two o'clock outside the stadium. Um, the whole day was just just phenomenal, Trev. I mean, it's... Um, Hang on, dude. Did you have a breakdown on the way? Uh, we had a tyre trouble. Oh, and, crap. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so... Um, we had tire trouble, and it, so it, what did it, it set you back time-wise? Well, it in the end, well, it set us back getting home more than anything else. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, we we missed the pre-match meal in our usual place, so um, yeah, um, because we were trying to get this tire sorted, but we couldn't because uh, the num two changed the tire free tires on a Monday for Mr. Tandem before the final. Um, kept the uh, locking nut. Oh God. Yeah, and so the one tire that gets punctured was the one tire that hadn't been changed, and it couldn't be repaired because it was right on the edge of the tire on the wall. You know, it's just a oh, there's a whole pod on it. Don't worry about it. We don't need to go into all that again. Right. So, um, um, but yeah, so when we got to the stadium, it was just buzzing, and we were there at two o'clock, and there were thousands of people milling around there, just absolutely thousands. The place was heaving. Um, you know, we 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 went in at about four o'clock, and it took us a bit of time to get in. Bastards nicked my shirt because we were in Club Wembley. Maybe put on this stupid black polo because we weren't allowed to wear colours in a neutral end, apparently, even though we were at the Liverpool end. So what bollocks that was about, I don't understand. So fuck you, Wembley. Um, <laughs> um then um, my big takeaway was um, Sadio. Actually, oh, yeah, um, and this is drawing penalties, and he was just standing away from the rest of the cr- rest of the group, and he and I don't, nobody knows why he was just just stood there, about two three yards behind. I don't know if Carl noticed it as well. Do you think uh, it was the whole destiny thing was weighing on him because? If it, because if it was it the went, penalty taker, yeah, he was he was going to be the decisive one in all likelihood. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And then it, it transpires that uh, Klopp and the, the team, the crew, the coaching staff, have told him where where to put where to put the kick. And it's like, well, I don't really want to put it there. And I think 
that either that was playing on his mind or like you say that you know the decisive kick um but you know throughout the game i was just calm i just thought we we've got this we're by far the better team was we've got so much more quality than these that that they had opportunities don't get me wrong but we were we were the dominant team that trent pass in the first half fuck my life honestly first ali with the uh, outside of his right foot and then trent what was it 50 yards that pass yeah, yeah. right into his path right into his path and then then did save it with his feet diving the wrong way jammy bastard because that would have been the goal of goals in a final, you know? Yeah. Just for those two passes. Yeah, absolutely. Two outside of the foot passes. And then, you know, he, he'd done the keeper. He'd done the keeper. He'd given him the eyes that he was putting it the other way. Hence why the keeper dived to his left. And he put it to his right. And the jammy fucker saved him his feet. So, you know, I could go on and on and just talk about all sorts, you know I mean? I thought every player on the day was magnificent. I can't think of any player who had a poor game. Just can't think of one. Everybody did something. They contributed in some way. You know, whether it be with the penalty kicks at the end, whether it be coming on as a sub, whether it be starting the game, I don't think anybody had a bad game. And but to do to not have a bad game and to not score a goal, that's just a travesty. You know that it, it just—it was just so wrong that they didn't score a goal. They deserved—they deserved to win it in ninety, but to have won it the way we did, still, you know, and um, you know the alley save, and then you know the bullshit now. Well, he he touched the ball twice. Well, you know, if it hits—if the keeper saves it, hits the post and hits his head and then goes out and goes in—is that a goal then? Well, yeah, he touched it twice though, lad. Uh, yeah, shut up, you fuckers. So um yeah, I didn't know about the, the ball's dead after it's been saved. That's why if the ball go away from it, it's it, the ball was dead after he saved it. The second he touches it, it's it's dead if it's not going over the line. I mean, it's I'm, not difficult. Are, are you sure that's ball. right? Because I've seen a video from ages ago where a keeper saves the ball like that, and then it spins. It, back it, in. it runs off and celebrates. Yeah, and it goes yeah. In. That's fine. In. Yeah. So that ball's not dead then, is it? Yeah, no, I don't think it's got to do with being dead. I think maybe if the trajectory is going the other way or whatever. But the bottom line is, like for example, if 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 he hit it against the post and went in off the back of his head, that goal stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not it, it it's just until the that particular movement is is over and it's it, the the rule is if it if the ball crosses the line because of the actions of the kicker. You know, that's that's basically what it boils down to. Right. But you're right, they're they're faffing about um, yeah, yeah. Cam looking for anything to just have a cry about. I don't know if you guys saw this as well, but even big Tom Tuchel uh, took some time away from um, uh, decapitating some of the bodies that he's got stored under his uh, decking uh, to just come out and say that if it wasn't for the fact that Kante had only played 40% of the games, everything would be completely different. He is our Mbappe, he is our Mo Salah, etc, etc. He is a key, 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 key player, he said. Uh, I mean, you've got lads who are trolling around. and Because like, he got such a shit squad apart from Kante. We all know how good Kante is. But nobody gave a shit 
when our entire team of first teamers was missing last year and we had children playing at centre half. Nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit. But now we have to listen to Tommy crying. I'm not. I'm not having it. We, I, I agree with you completely. We outplayed them on the day. Uh, yeah, they had a couple of chances, but we by far the better of it. I think if we're being fair, extra time is a total non-event. And I, and I would be interested, Carl, to see what your take on on it was. Like, I mean, again, as someone who was in the ground, it's such a different experience. You're aware of so much more. You can hear shit that we can't hear. One thing, again, and I'm just mentioning this because it's a throwback to the fact that, you know, we're all of a certain age here. And, you know, when we were absolute nippers, you can remember that footage I was talking to Jan about it, of lads swinging between little islet windows in the towers of Wembley, hand to hand, like something you'd see in a fucking daft action movie. Yeah. Uh, you know lads will bunk onto trains and planes and automobiles to get there and see what can happen, see can they get in, and they'll literally sell their car for a ticket. You know, Jan was talking about a fella he met, he said he's on the bones of his arse, totally skinned, but he's going to the fucking match in Paris and that's just all there is to it. And I love that about us, about our supporters. I love that I knew and you knew and Cam knew and Lisa Marie knew in advance that the majority of the fans inside that stadium would be Liverpool fans and had nothing to do with disparaging Chelsea. It's just our lot are going to do it. You were in there in the middle of them. What what, what was your big takeaway from the, from well, the day I itself? The, well, I, I was at Club Wembley as well because I could only get in on a corporate I'm not a fan of Club Wembley, and I'm, I'm not a fan now, to be honest, because um, it, it's that's a, that's a neutral zone. So, but you know, it's so you know, it's Liverpool and Chelsea together. It's all very polite. I knew we'd won it when the bloke next to me said we should have kept Tammy Abraham. I thought, well, that if that is your answer to your all your ills, Liverpool cannot possibly lose this final. It's as simple as that. So I was in the goal. I was, I was at the penalty goal end. Um, I think what it struck me more than anything else is the difference between this and the League Cup. Because I thought Chelsea really had a good go in the League Cup. They wanted to make it a competition, whereas they were time wasting after after I think two minutes forty seconds I counted when Mendy took a full minute to take a goal kick. And I thought if if Tuchel's the genius he's supposed to be, and don't get me wrong, there's ways to win games, and sometimes we've had to do that, and you know, and we might do a bit of that in Paris. We don't know. But you can't claim to be the superior side if you if you if you're doing that, and you know you're letting the ball run out, and the penalties took about three weeks um, because Mendy was having to walk ten yards across the pitch to go to the to the middle of the uh, the goal line, and I just thought, well, sometimes a moral victory is also mirrored with an actual victory, and that was one of them. Um, now their fans are awful, absolutely bloody awful people, tremendously bad golf shots. Um, the ones that we saw on the way in, anyway. So, um, luckily though, um, uh, because we won the cup, uh, I got managed to get a, on a tube without any of them. So that was nice because they'd all gone. And another point, actually, is my mate made this point, which is a really good one. Let's not bother with extra time. It's an absolute farce. No Isn't one it? tries. No one yeah. tries in it. Oh time. yeah, agree. Please, please don't, please don't lose. That's all. That's all that's going on from both sides there. Yeah. There's a mutual friend of ours who, who said once that, you, that sometimes you can go to a derby game and if it's 1-1 with about 20 minutes to go, you can basically see the captain's face. You just shake hands and get off now. We're not going to try anything. We're happy with the point. No, no, no one's lost here today. That'll do. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. that's exactly what it was like. It does have that feel to it. And I don't know what the answer is. 
the suggestion young Mulby came up with was like one period of 15 or 20 minutes or something like that uh if you're going to do it the idea of the two halves does seem increasingly sort of daft uh but I will say one thing, and again, it's a point that I was very keen to make on uh, the show last night. And Lisa Marie, I'm going to go to you on this, but I, I, I obviously I want you to give me your takeaway as well. But you might just feed back to me on this first. Like the the the, the pundits on the channel I was watching were churning out that cliche about. Uh, well, it's a lottery now and it, the players have done their best and it doesn't really matter from this. There's nothing you can do. This kind of like shrugging your shoulders and throwing off your it's it's a kind of it's a cop out, at least Marie, is what I'm saying, because we, we've discovered that uh, our lot have actually worked on this. They've worked on the mental side of it. They worked on the actual execution of the penalties themselves. And there has been actual work done to get the marginal gain that might mean that we could score a penalty, whether it's our reserve centre half or our backup midfielder or whoever it is that's coming up to take a, a penalty kick in a pressurised situation. Now, look, the next time we go out, it might go to shit and we might miss four out of five. But we've seen in two in two separate finals an incredible consistency in that regard. And that is not luck. And that is not a lottery. And at the end of the day, you may not like it, but it is a skill test. And if you can't be separated because you've both decided not to try a leg for 30 minutes, what the fuck are you going to do? So I think it's the most valid way to win a game at that point. And it's certainly not invalid in the way that I've seen a lot of people crying about. Give me a take on that first, because you may have a different perspective on this uh, to, to, to me. And then, you know, from your perspective who you were viewing on the tv as i was uh what was your cup final takeaway i know you did a slightly different experience at least but do do give me a little bit of feedback on both of those so on the day watching the penalty kicks i noticed the first the one thing that that i noticed first was how ali was taking the ball you know once the chelsea player had taken the kick and he'd received the ball he was taking it directly to whatever liverpool player yeah, was, yeah. You know, was taking their kick. So not allowing, you know, Mindy to get up in their face, because we all remember, you know, how horrible Keppa was, you know, in the previous cup game and the in the penalties and you know, just how awful, you know, he really anyway, he needed to he was he was he was allowed to be. He was and yes, well yes, week, exactly. week ref, he was yeah, allowed yeah. to be awful. So, you know, I mean to me, that was the first that, that just registered with me that he wasn't even giving Mindy the opportunity to even try to play that that mental game, you know, with our players as he was taking the ball to them and, um, you know, and helping to keep that distance. And um, and then I remember, you know, just little things, you know, that I read here and there after the fact was, you know, and I actually went back and watched extra time and the penalty kicks again um and i'll get into the reason why on that later but it had been Talk mentioned it, well well okay so i really didn't watch extra time at all because um all right so my niece and goddaughter was making her communion saturday afternoon and so <laughs> while extra time was going on i was making myself look decent so you know hair makeup getting changed etc and then it goes to penalties and i'm like crap so i said to my husband i'm like <laughs> How long do you think it'll take me to drive to the church? She's like, oh, 10 minutes tops. I'm like, all right. So, <laughs> so I'm, 
because he couldn't go. He was on call for something. So he wasn't he wasn't going with me. So I stood there and, you know, and I'm, you know, and watched and I mean, literally with the keys in my hand and, and walked out the door as soon as, you know, we got the win- winning penalty. So I wanted to go back and watch the trophy lift and and all of that stuff. So that was that was why. But someone had mentioned that, you know, when, you know, OK, end of extra time. And, you know, each of the teams had their little huddle going into um, the penalty kicks. You know, Klopp ended his a minute or two earlier than Tuchel did. And that allowed our players to be closest to the sideline where the managers were so that they could hear any comments or feedback that they were continuing to feed to the players as it was going on. So, I mean, I think we had... You know, we had a plan from the get-go on how this was going to play out. Listen, you know? listen yeah. they, they actually stood on the other side first. They were stood. Oh, really? At, yeah, and then they moved back. And then they moved. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I think you know, I think absolutely, it's something that has been worked on, and and I mean, and there's been some, there's been mentions of that. So, and we all know it's it's as much as a mental thing as it is the skill to take the penalty is, you know, you've, you've got to have the proper mindset um, as you, you know, as you go up to do that. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it just showed absolutely that we're the better team and we deserve to win that day. And then just sort of a a follow-up. So, okay. So, I mean, I walk into the church like three minutes before, you know, mass is supposed to start and, my brother's like, oh, you're kind of a little close, aren't you? I'm like, hey, I had to watch Liverpool win the FA Cup. I said it was fantastic. Well, it just turned the guy who was in the ro- the pew ahead of me turns around and he goes, yeah, they got lucky. <laughs> but, wow. You know, I'm in church. I'm I was going to say he, he's, he's he's picked the right environment. You're not gonna you're not gonna uh, get to obviously in church, but wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he did. I wasn't even addressing him. I was. But I just, as I was, as I was moving to my seat, yeah, I said, to, you know, I said to my brother, I said, yeah, you know, it was, oh, it was a fantastic game. And yeah, yeah, they got lucky. I was just like, well, fine. Well, I would have been on the altar <laughs> flicking the V's around the room. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I've got to say, I've got to say, uh, you, so you saved up the celebrations, right, um, to go and watch later on at your leisure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, can I just go on the record here and say that we do this shit very well now, don't we? Yes. I mean, it is it is endlessly entertaining to watch the shenanigans. It really is. Well, I, mean, I love all that stuff. I mean, that's my. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I I adore it. Anytime we win anything, I just love you know. And I mean, the little the video that they put out on um, LFC TV of you know like inside Wembley and you know it's all the stuff and. You know, but I mean, just watching the players all back in the dressing room and, you know, you've got everybody, you know, you've got Virgil dancing and yeah, I mean, they're all just, you know, they're all in it and they're all enjoying it. And it's and it's just, you know, seeing the little things, you know, interactions between the players. It's just so nice to see. And it it is. It's just lovely. I just I just really enjoy all of that stuff. You've got what? Go I've got a small, I've got a small complaint about, about the footage. Go on. Not, not, oh. not, enough, not enough Peter K. Peter Kravitz behind it. 
I, I'd agree with you. I, I, I'm endlessly fascinated by Big Pete. I, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but I think I'm writing about him at the moment. I'm doing like a long piece on him at the moment. I uh, there's, there's hardly anything about him at all. Do you, do you, do you, do you think from the research that you've done? Because I tried to do this as well back in the day. Uh, I tried to look him up and I could find very little. Do you think he is a whiff of the Tommy Tuchel's about him? You know, well, he's, he's the brain, isn't he? And I want to talk about the eye. Well, where, 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 I'm, where I'm going with this, Carl, is you wouldn't fuck with Pete Kravitz, would you? I mean, like... I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm doing my laps. Happy to do my laps, Pete. Don't happy you worry to, about Happy that. to do the laps. <laughs> you know, and if he says, put the cones out, I'm putting the cones out. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. I, he just has that, that head of a fella that I would just... I would probably just go along with whatever he suggested. A bit of uh, Ronnie He's been a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I will listen. Uh, what a compliment that is, by the way, to Big PK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 really is. You know, I'm looking at where we are in terms of clock, and I'm just thinking that we should probably start focusing our attention towards what remains. Now, we're not going to mention the Champions League final because we have a whole show that we can do on that next week. Uh, and that will be the sole focus of that show, unless, of course, the first half of it is talking about how we've won the fucking league which would be tremendous uh, and and I really hope it's the case in fact if we do we'll just do a whole separate show on that but it's out of our hands folks and yet it's hard not to be at least have a modicum of excitement about you and Carl I want to start with you on this because you are very very out there and open in terms of your no runners policy uh, and, you know, I've noticed even our, our resident uh, 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 sort of default uh, realist stroke pessimist in Cam has been getting, you know, vaguely, vaguely uh, giddy and positive. And, and, and I've been hopelessly positive all season. I think as Lisa Marie has as well. And I, I, if there's a, a modicum of hope, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into it. It still exists, Carl, as we go towards this last weekend and. Of course, all the it, it it never never ceases to amaze me. I probably have I probably follow way too many people on Twitter. If I'm being perfectly honest, I've given an awful lot of follow backs to people who just seem like nice people. But then you know you you remember then that you have to listen to all the shit that they say. And some people are incredibly dark and bleak and pessimistic. And no sooner had um uh city gotten back level. Uh, in their most recent game, then they threw all the toys out of the pram like that was the end of it. But it's not. It was we always needed two results. Now the first part of an impossible dream, Carl, has been achieved against probably most people's expectations. It's fair to say that Villa are not as good a side as West Ham, and it's fair to say that you know I can understand why an awful lot of people have had this knee-jerk reaction. Oh, they probably put six or seven past them because it is Manchester City, and they literally have nothing else to fucking fight for. So every sinew will be stretched in pursuit of this task. the The odds are massively against Liverpool getting anything out this weekend, and yet the hope remains. I'm building up towards a question here, Carl. Is it just the fact that the hope remains and that we can go into that weekend metaphorically standing toe-to-toe, staring into the eyes like a pair of boxers uh, saying, you didn't put me down, we're still here, lad. Is that as much of a victory as anything, given what we're up against in uh, old sports washing United there? 
It is, yeah. I mean, it's an incredible achievement, but I mean, the the, the achievement ends at 92 points because we can't do anything else. There's literally all we can do is win our games. And um, Villa are shite. I mean, that has to be said. They are absolute shite. Um, but they've got lots of ex-Liverpool players and an ex-Liverpool manager, you know, a Liverpool um, legend as their manager. And um, are they going to get anything from it? I don't know. But what I'd really hate more than anything else is to Villa to get a draw and then we get a draw. So it's just about us. It really is. And to finish second in the league and in three different finals, um, winning three cups, which of course we will do. Um, hang on, I've, I've got against the gods of football there. Possibly. Then um, that that alone is is an achievement. But I want 92 points. If we get 92 points and we don't win the league, it's still a hell of a season. Yeah, I, I can say I want 92 I just, points. I, I, just, I just want to get over 90 again. Yeah, I, I yeah. want to get over 91. I, I honestly don't know that that makes the slightest bit of difference to me. What I do want to do, I just want to win the fucking thing. And if I can't, I'm just so proud of them that they've taken it to this stage where, like I say, it's last weekend. You didn't have a chance to celebrate. You won't have a chance to celebrate. Nothing's in the bag. You're under pressure on the last day. Fuck you and all the money that you rode in on. And we just keep chugging away because... It feels to me, uh, Carl, and Cam, I'm going to go to you on this next and this specific question. It feels to me like there's only a few tweaks needed in order for us to keep rolling on at a very high level again next year. And that's nothing but bad news for them. Whether they've got fucking new Terminator boy up top or not, I still fancy us to do exactly the same, except maybe go on further. Yeah, and, absolutely. You yeah, know. You know Chelsea, I mean, the Haaland thing is interesting. He's a hell of a player. and um, But when Chelsea bought Shevchenko, people were saying the game's over, and it wasn't at all, you know. So it's not really a case of that so much. Um, we'll, we'll be making changes next year, and um, it's not as if we've been a bit unlucky in the transfer window. Well, you know, we've just got Diaz in, who's just basically just waltzed into the, into the you know, the, the forward line of that would never, ever change. So did Jota. Um, and yeah, you know, it's 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 just it's just as Jürgen would say that it's just a moment this that's all yeah. this is it's just a moment and I'd want um Guardiola if he's there next year to go into the new season thinking Jesus what what we've done them twice by one point they, they, and he said this that they they don't sit down they're always there always and I think that's the best thing you can do and someone said on Twitter before and I agree with this but I can it's also a hell of a compliment when he said you know, the, the, the last three seasons, Liverpool. Could, so the last four seasons, Liverpool could could win one league and three of them win over ninety points. Bearing in mind that Leicester won it with seventy seven. Yeah. And, you know, that, 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 how unfair is that? But that's the game we're in, and you know, if we we are fighting basically the biggest, most expensive squad in the history of the game, and we're a point behind them. That's just extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary, and. If, if we come away from Anfield on Sunday without the league championship, then we'll have to make do with another European Cup final three in five years. This isn't, it's never over. That's the thing, Cam, isn't it? The, the, as Carlos says, the, the moment feels like it will extend on. It doesn't feel like a flash in the pan, this. I think it's the news of Jürgen's extension. It's the introduction of Diaz, a reminder that we know what we're doing with recruitment, the excitement of adding to the midfield in the summer. And possibly we know there's a, 
uh, someone coming in for the right-hand side as well who's an exciting uh, potential player. And Even if we do have one of the big boys go up top, there will be someone brought in. You know that's going to happen. And so it feels like this is, uh, what's the word, sustainable, Cam, doesn't it? Oh, very much so. Um, you know, there's nothing but positive vibes from here on in, I think. Um, you know, the, we've got a wonderful setup now. It's, uh, you know, we've, we've said it on many occasions. It's, it's, I think it's literally the perfect setup in football right now that doesn't have, you know, a state-funded um, money, whatever you want to say, behind them. Um, you know, the way that they've gone about it, the way they've done it, you know, they for all their faults, you can, you know, FSG have, have produced, you know, free, you know, play every single game available, free finals, you know, and, um, you know, it's just, I can't, I can't express how. Delightful. I keep, it's the same thing every week right now, isn't it? It's just about how great it is to be a Liverpool fan and how much we should be saving this. I mean, Sunday is going to be phenomenal. You know, my, my head says, nah, it's done. But football isn't played in my head. It's played in my heart. It's, it's just in my heart. And my heart says there's going to be some madness on Sunday. There's going to be some absolute madness. It, it, we were there in 1819. We were playing Wolves and, you know, City were away at Brighton. They went 1-0 down and, you know, we we thought, this is it. This is it. It's happening. Yeah, and, and they had the firepower. They overcome them. And, and like Carl says, Villa are awful. They're absolutely awful, but we struggled to beat them. Only three weeks ago. And the game, game as well. It was a penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a hard game, wasn't it? It was a tough game for us. Um, so, you know, Villa will. At least we know Villa will go there and try. Maybe yeah, that's what you've got to live in hope for that they will try and they'll give it their best. And if they give it their best, you never know. You just never know because, like I say. Football is a funny old game, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, let me let me get the final take on this then from you, Lisa Marie. I mean, again, I know you have an inclination to be positive no more than I do, and and and, and the two lads seem to be very upbeat as well. Uh, do you do you have a default setting though, where you want to just you know sort of insulate yourself a little bit from potential disappointment, or can you just go into this weekend? Because there are already two uh, trophies in the cupboard and the biggest one of all is still there as a potential uh, compensation should anything go wrong on Sunday. And do you just go into that game at the weekend kind of free of it? Because this is where I feel, this is how I'm feeling going into this weekend. Like Carl says, I just want us to do our job and win the game so that the most they can win by is a point. I, I think that is... A, a stunning achievement in and of itself. But like I said at the end of the previous couple of shows I've been at, it, that's not enough for me. I want the I want the trophy. I want all the fucking trophies, all of them. I want them all, and I've no bones about saying that. And as long as there's even a second of possibility left, 
I feel quite freed up going into this weekend. I don't know how you do it. Completely different to how I'm going to feel before the weekend after, where I'll be a basket case. This weekend going into this, Lisa Marie, I'm just like, well, this is great. Because, like, the worst that can happen is we finish second. <laughs> you know, okay. That's, which is where we already are. And, and, and a miracle could happen or, 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 or not a miracle. Uh, a reflection of the fact that we've possibly, as I heard Dave making the case, been the best team in the country uh over the course of the season but that's just my take where, 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 how are you landing with this uh final weekend this season in terms of your 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 feelings around it, your 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 hopes and all that kind of thing well trev as you've said i think a few times on this podcast it's possible until it's not possible yeah. and, and that's absolutely i mean that that's absolutely how i how I feel is that until it is, you know, until that whistle has blown on our game and city's game and, you know, the results are what they are. And, you know, we have not won the league, uh, you know, until that minute, it's, it's possible. I mean, all, you know, all we can really hope for is, you know, our team to go out and win their game. Cause that's, that's really all they can do. And, you know, and then, of course, we can all just hope that, you know, City drop points in theirs. But but again, it's possible until it's not. And and that's absolutely how I'm going into it. I mean, it's just I you know, I've got such a greater awareness of all of this since the end of the 1819 season, because that was the season that I really started, you know, to go all in on on following Liverpool and everything. And of course, and that kind of just built as the season progressed. So. I, I just have had just a little bit different of an overall feeling, um, you know, ab- about approaching the title. And I think I said back, you know, in the beginning of January when we were 14 points behind and it looked like kind of all was lost. I mean, I think I absolutely remember saying on this podcast, we don't know what's going to happen. We have half a season left. We don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I am by no means an oracle, but. But I like to think that, you know, hey, I was I was right. You know, look, look what's happened. You know, we've we're giving them a run for it. And that's all I wanted us to do was just not give it up. Look at some of the look at some of the moments that you've you've been able to savor since you became a red (laughs) uh, in the in the Klopp era. Look at the Look at the second leg against Barcelona. Look at Divock's goal against the Ev. Uh, Look at Cuevy and Kelleher very recently scoring the winning spot kick. Uh, you know, whatever it was, 79 to 78 penalties taken at that stage. These are daft moments that you you, you can't dream of. Yeah. It's it's madness. It's 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 the kind of thing that 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 makes you, Lisa Marie, totally believe that you have to be hopeful, especially with this gang of fellas and and this manager. There's a bit of magic dust floating around here, and as long as that thing is 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 reach for a bull. I mean, look. If if the first half, if we're if we're we've all reached halftime in all the games and you know ours is nil nil and they're seven nil up or something, I suppose you just start to put it to bed or whatever at that stage. But I don't think I'm going to feel any different than I do now. And if it's still alive, come to death, I wouldn't like to be City. That's I would not like to be City. I would not like to be a City fan. I certainly would like not like to be Pep Guardiola. You don't want to be drawn at seventy minutes if you're them. You you what? You don't, you, don't no, you, don't. you don't want to be drawn. No, you don't. You don't want to be drawn. Yeah. Because you just feel like the arse could really fall out of for them just because the they just... Like, like, like their game against Palace. Yeah. You could just... Yeah. You knew that was a draw. It just wasn't going in. So, I mean... I mean, and I do. I don't think 
city have, they just don't have the same mentality we do. I mean, just, you know, I mean, obviously, and I think, Trev, I made a joke to you, whatever game it was within the last week where De Bruyne, you know, scored, what, four goals? I'm like, what the hell steroids did Pep put him on? Yeah. Uh, But, you know, so, I mean, you've got players within that team that have the mentality. Absolutely. But you don't have it across the board, I don't feel, over there. And I'm not trying to just, you know, slight them. It's just they're not all in as a collective the way our team is and our management staff is. And and just the whole, you know, the whole group is they're all in. I mean, for I wish I could be more eloquent about how I'm saying this, but but I just don't get that feeling with City that they have that same overall mentality. And, you know, and sometimes, yeah, they can pull it off just because, you know, the sheer talent of that team. But but I think sometimes if their heads aren't set right, you know, or between, you know, what overthinking or whatever that that Pep does, it just it just doesn't set them on that same path that that we are set on. But you're right. They can do it at any point because they should do it. They should right. do it with the, with the, with with what they have available to them, but I think it's a top down thing, and I think you've put your finger on it there. I think it is a top down thing that that pissiness, that gracelessness that we see from him, that kind of uh, whining, why does nobody love us uh, thing. Uh, it, <laughs> nobody it, loves me. Nobody loves me. And, and Everybody it, hates me. It it uh, it comes from a place of of some sort of insecurity and you know uh it's it's very well earned uh is all i'll say very well earned uh and and, and um i think an awful lot of people have been at pains to point out that no people don't actually like liverpool they just don't want you fucking winning it because uh it is a little bit of an atrocity uh and can, you can know I you something interesting about the league table d- do mate i will form it as a question actually um only Chelsea are guaranteed one thing at the weekend, and the other 19 clubs aren't. Oh, is this to finish in the same spot or something? Is that it? The same place they are now, yeah. Every time. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. That, that, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. That's very interesting. Uh, Unless you've got really... them in 15-0, and Chelsea lose, it's one of those things. <laughs> I really, really hope that we're one of the teams who move position because that can only be a good thing. And we should start wrapping it up because I'm keeping an eye on the clock. We've gone just to north of the hour mark at this stage. And we uh, forgot again, one big thing, haven't we, Trev? What's that, mate? There's Divock Origi? No, well, there's that for a start. That's a separate, we, we should do a separate show on that. We, really we should. Yeah. We should, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is um, a show. On. Are you going to talk about Everton? Everton went in the league last night, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I, it's not like I, did, it's not like I didn't consider it. And by the way, I'm going to send you all all a video now of uh, some of the scenes from the dressing room, including Frank Lampard's David Brent-like speech as he sort of manhandles Seamus Coleman in the most embarrassing thing you'll see for a while. All right, you know, Cam's already made me nauseous with this <laughs> thing. <laughs> this is a this is a different. This is a different type of thing. This is just like comedy of embarrassment. You can just like look through your finger and as it's not like your fingers. It's not. It's not like uh, the, the horrible, horrible infliction that come. Okay. Uh, All right. As long as you promise. I do promise. I do. I do. This is more sort of like wow. Uh, I, I, the fact that you know the whole blue side of Liverpool was on the freaking field after the match is embarrassing enough. I mean, well, oh my god, I was embarrassed for them. 
Can I give a share? I've just retweeted a photo. Um, you might have seen it a million times today. I don't know. Of uh, of, of them all on the pitch, uh, taking in like a wide eyed view and you see the entire pitch. And uh, and whoever tweeted it said, um, like I know I know it's great for them in Everton, but all this just because he's going to AC Milan. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have to say I, I I want to I want to give a little bit of a shout out to ex uh, ex an alumnus of this uh, of this uh, parish uh, Neil Poole. I was speaking to him and not none more scouts than Pooley and Pooley was like absolutely just outraged uh and, and and disgusted by some of the things that we were seeing today like some of the videos that i was tweeting during the day and it, i i wasn't adopting that position at all i wasn't like saying oh look at the ev aren't they a joke i was just like some of the videos are like really is this what society is now like rabidly angry older women trying to hit professional athletes yeah. while small children rant and rave it. uh in between them it's like everyone was saying absolutely it would be absolutely churlish not to uh, uh, lean into uh, allowing Everton to 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 celebrate full throatedly a, a wonderful yeah. thing, which is that that's tremendous. But there was so much attendant bullshit, and Pooley's theory is that even when they're happy, they manage to make it somehow fucking awful. <laughs> and, and 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 you know it, it, that's basically what what it, what it boiled down to. I won't quote him uh, verbatim because he mightn't like that, but that was basically what he was saying. It's sort of a it's sort of a default setting with this lot. And there could be, I think you might be right. There might be a bonus show in Divock uh, and the Ev and things yeah. like that. Maybe maybe if you're all up for it, we might sign up theoretically to do one to wrap up the Premier League season. And then we might uh, see if we do a bonus one ahead of the Champions League final. How do you feel about that as a possibility for next week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's, right. So, so with that in mind, then we can sort of take those two things off the table because it would be tempting to get into another half hour uh, <laughs> uh, chat on all of those. But let me let me uh, start segueing out of this uh, by seeing if anyone has any wrap up thoughts. Cam, I'll go back to you for uh, for this particular thing. Anything you want to uh, uh, finish up with or? a shout out or a plug or anything like that up the fucking reds <laughs> eloquent beautiful concise thank you very much commander uh young copac returning to the fold anything you want to finish with october 2010 liverpool lost at home against blackburn to go into the bottom three the next game was the goodison derby uh, which we also lost and the manager said that our performance to win there would have been utopia. Where Liverpool are just about to play their third European Cup final in five years. Enjoy every second of this, please. And never forget that owl-faced idiot <laughs> and, the, and the dark days of the Hodge. And Lisa Marie, your final thoughts. I just, it, you know, I echo what both Cam and Carl said is, you know, enjoy every minute of this. Um, it, it is absolute coincidence that I got all in on this team as these highs were being reached. Um, and it, it's just one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, but yeah, no, just, just enjoy it. It's, it, there's so many things going on in the world that are not enjoyable today. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, we'll just leave it at that. Um, that you, you just have to take 
the wins and the joy where you can. And, and this Liverpool team right now is absolutely one of those. So, yeah, up the Reds. For the last time this season before a uh, Premier League game. Oh, 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 what's happening? Yeah, look. <laughs> Brangie's been called away, folks. It's that time of the evening. Uh, I will to finish. We're like, like I said, for the last time uh, this season, we are heading into a Premier League game, uh, the very last one. And in that last game, there remains a potential for the Reds to be champions. That is uh, outrageous. We have already won the two domestic cups that we entered, and we remain ahead of the Champions League final where we play Real Madrid. Uh, these are the headiest of days, my friends, the headiest of days. And it, I still have the potential to say to you at the end of this podcast that I am hopeful that there's the possibility that when we speak next, we'll be one step further to being the four trophy Reds. And we'll leave it at that. Talk to you next week. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.